Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Indie Artist Podcast. I'm Becky. I'm a music producer, audio engineer, and coach for artists just like you who struggle figuring out how to navigate this industry. This podcast is all about things that I've seen artists do, and honestly, things I've done myself and continue to struggle with. 14 things that we do that actually make things harder for us. And um, hopefully I can give you some helpful advice on how to overcome these obstacles. Let me know if this is helpful for you. Number one thing that I see independent artists do that make things really more difficult is overworking. We get this mentality of just if you're not 24-7 grinding, 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 then you must be doing it wrong. And I think a lot of that has to do with what we see other people do, especially on social media, which we are also going to talk about. Um, but you have to remember that this is a marathon and not a sprint. It's not a race also. Um, but specifically running a marathon, I am not a runner, but what I know and understand about this is that it's a long-term process. That means that you have to be nourishing your body. You have to be nourishing your mind. You have to keep balance in life. Otherwise, you will burn out. And so I think what I see artists do is that they kind of put the gas, the pedal to the metal for maybe a year. And then they're like, I need a break, which taking a break is totally fine. But Perhaps pacing yourself a little differently will allow you to stretch out what you did in that one year into three years. And while you might feel like you're not making as much progress, by the end of that three years, you'll look back and see that you probably are making more progress than you did at the same three-year period, but could only grind for a year. Does that make sense? So I think if you especially lay it out as more of a five-year plan for the first phase, you're going to do a better job of keeping your mental health in check, making sure that you're taking care of your your everyday needs, your family needs, your partner needs, whatever it is that your other responsibilities require of you. If you look at it as a five-year plan rather than what can I accomplish as fast as possible, you're going to have more longevity. Number two, putting money and resources into the creation of music before you are ready. Well, how do you know that you're ready? Well, there are a lot of things we could get into, but let's just start here. Have you made sure that your song is a well-written song? Are you able to sing the song well? Have you gone through and worked on the song with a vocal coach? But also, have you defined who you are as an artist? Are you just so anxious to get in the studio and record and release music that you haven't given any thought to who you are and what your brand is? Remember, there are about 100,000 songs being uploaded to Spotify a day. That's not a month. That's a day. And if you just want to throw your music out there without any sort of marketing plan, then you're sure to get lost in the noise. And so putting together your brand first before you start releasing music 
is something that will help you as an artist really cut through the noise and be seen and heard by people who will appreciate who you are and appreciate your music. This is why I love giving away the Artist Branding Workbook. If you are listening to this on a podcast, just leave me a comment and with your email address, I will send you a link to this Artist Branding Workbook because it's so helpful. It will really help you make some decisions and fine-tune who you are so that you can really stand above the crowd. Number three, spending time and energy on social media, comparing yourself to other people. And we all know that social media can literally suck the life out of you. (laughs) But we find ourselves struggling to tear ourselves away. And then we're also told that we have to be on social media in order to promote our music. So how do we even figure out how to keep this balance. So yes, we do need to use social media to find fans and to bring them into our world, which is the website slash email list, um, so that we are in direct communication with our fans and not depending on algorithms or anything like that for people to maybe by chance discover us. The best way to keep a healthy relationship with social media is to create limits and schedules and then really stick to them. So rid yourself of the habit of just scrolling and especially if you do your artist post and what you're supposed to do is now engage with comments. So it can be tempting to just start scrolling and commenting and then scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then before you know it, you're sucked in, you feel like crap, you've wasted an hour. So if you schedule your posting and then as well post your engagement sessions in just little bite-sized pieces, you have to be disciplined. You really have to be self-disciplined, which is hard. Um, But just knowing ahead of time that it is a challenge, that will help you make the rules and stick to them. And just remind yourself of the outcome of not sticking to them, and I think that will help you stay disciplined. Number four, creating music with no budget for marketing or long-term content release. As you probably know, the name of the game for independent artists these days is consistent quality releases. So if you spend every cent that you have saved up for one song and one music video and there's nothing left, you will basically hit this home run and then it will just go like this. You'll have nothing to follow it up with. And unfortunately, we want to arm wrestle this concept, but it's the reality of what we live in today. It It's never been a better time to be an independent artist because you don't need a record label to release music anymore. But what that also means is that it's a long game. You cannot just put all of your eggs in one basket. I have a thousand dollars. That's all I have. I'm going to put it all into this one production and see what happens. I'll tell you what happens. Nothing will happen. (laughs) If you Try and invest every cent you have into one song. Nothing will happen. Read my lips. Nothing will happen except for maybe like, oh, all of your friends and immediate family will be so happy for you and excited. And 30 days later, 
you know, nothing. So you have to bear in mind that this might take patience. It might mean that you need to save for a year before you have enough funds for multiple releases. And not only that, but funds for a photographer, funds for a lyric video, funds for some paid ads here and there. You need to have a little bit of um, financial cushion for you in order to launch an actual music business. You can't just do it with one single alone, $1,000 in the bank, and that's all you've got. You really have to um, think more entrepreneurially, like, I am investing in a music business. How much money do I need? Make your budget, and then now find your funding, and don't do it until you have enough funds to actually make consistent releases. Number five, creating no vision for what your ideal musician life looks like. Have you envisioned what your ideal life in music even looks like? Are you touring? Um, Or do you personally hate sleeping in hotels or eating at airports and (laughs) want to avoid travel like the plague? I personally was, I was in a band for um, about five years where we did a lot of traveling. Basically every weekend we were traveling. And by the time I left the band, I was pretty much done with it. I mean, I don't even really like going on vacations because I'm like, oh, I hate traveling so much. But maybe you love to travel or maybe you're like, I really hate airplanes, so I'm going to do the van thing. Um, Envision what your ideal musician life looks like. Maybe you don't even really want to tour because you don't enjoy performing live in front of audiences. Maybe it's more, I want to be in the studio. Again, like myself, I love being by myself in the zone creating. That's like my favorite place. And it's in the studio um, when the mix starts to pop and everything is starting to come together. I love that. So for me, my vision of success was very much what I'm doing now. Um, But for you, it's going to be totally different. So if you have not figured out what that vision looks like, this is one of the things we do go into in the Artist Branding Workbook. So if you've grabbed that, then you will definitely be doing this. But you need to envision what success looks like for you and make sure that you're staying true to that vision with every decision that you make. Number six mistake. This is a big one. Spamming people with your music. I will never understand it, but I see this all the time. I see, I get Instagram messages. I even get emails where people just say, check out this fire song. Or they'll say, please support me by listening. And I don't even know who they are. So I'm like, why do I care about supporting you? I don't even have a reason to click on this link. And as a matter of fact, just the fact that you're spamming me makes me mad, so I'm just going to delete and block you. If you're doing any version of this spam thing, stop right now. (laughs) Your goal is to find actual people that love your music, that love you, and that will connect with you. No one else matters. Numbers don't matter. So find out about your followers, engage in conversations with them, Share other artists' music that you love. 
create bonds. Then invite them to come to your world, which is your website and your email list, with some kind of free giveaway or a little offering. So it could be, I have loved getting to know you. Would you mind signing up for my email list? That way I can keep you up to date on all of my plans. Hopefully I'll be coming to, and hopefully you know what city they live in. Maybe I'll be coming to your town really soon. I just would love to be able to meet you in person. And if you sign up for my list, I'll send you a free download of my latest release so that you actually own it. Anything like that um, will make them feel like, oh, yes, of course I want to support this artist. I love them. Okay, so instead of thinking of I need more exposure or how can I get my numbers up, I want you to be thinking, how can I add value to people's lives with my music? How can I find the people that will value my music? Number seven mistake, trying to do everything yourself. Now, I know when you're getting started and or if the budget is extremely tight, we can easily get caught up in that sinking ship of trying to do everything ourselves. But with careful planning and budgeting, along with that patience, you can save up enough funds over time to hire professionals and save yourself the stress. A common path artists take is trying to do all of their own recording and production themselves until they learn that it's actually really hard to get everything to sound good. It's also really hard to be a recording engineer and singer at the same time when you're first starting out. It really takes a lot of practice to get good at recording as a vocalist and at recording a vocalist. So if you're trying to do both at the same time and um, haven't had time to refine either one of those skills, it's going, going to really cause a lot of stress in your life to the point where you might be like, what's the point? Why am I even doing this? I personally feel like if you find that you um, really love that other thing, like let's say it's graphic design or it's recording yourself, then you do want to spend time getting better at it. You want to be able to do it. But if you're putting all of that pressure on yourself for a specific release, now it's becoming stressful instead of training. You see what I mean? For example, if you were like, I need to really learn how to record, then Go ahead, learn how to record, do some practicing. But for the song you're planning on releasing next month, hire a producer, hire the audio engineer, recording engineer, and do it right. And watch them and learn. Do some observation training while you're working on, uh, while you're having them work on your release. But at the same time, you can do your mock recording sessions in your home studio, that's great practice. And I really recommend mock recording sessions because they help you uh, anticipate how you wanna map out a recording session. They help you sketch out backing vocals and maybe how you wanna you know, specifically phrase or enunciate or any of those details of how you're going to sing the song in the recording studio. You can do that in your home studio, but now you're not worried about it sounding polished and, you know, professional. You're just more practicing the vocal part, but you're also practicing how to record. <laughs> See what I mean? Okay. Number eight mistake. Your only purpose is to get my music out there. 
Now, without clarity in your purpose with music, you'll come to the point of wondering why you are doing it all, and you'll feel tempted to throw in the towel. But remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Finding your why as you embark on the journey, or even if you've been at it a while, this can help you find the resources needed to accomplish your goals. It can help keep clarity when things get hard or confusing. Just like keeping the forward vision clear in your mind, keeping your why at the forefront makes all the craziness make sense. Number nine, doing music only when you feel like it. Practicing and practicing well is a skill in and of itself. If you want this music career to be a real career, you have to shift your thinking toward building a music business. Many of us get disillusioned by the singing shows that permeate our culture. The narrative given about each cast member, and remember, it is a reality show that is it's carefully calculated. One of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when we see a perfect performance given at the climax of the show with no prior rehearsal. This is not reality. <laughs> if you've ever performed live, like with a band, you know what I'm talking about when you see those little parts in the movie where it's like the girl who didn't show up for the last week of rehearsals then all of a sudden shows up at the performance and nails it and it's like the crowd goes wild and everything's perfect. Um, No, not reality. Hours and hours go into the preparation of these live performances, studio sessions. It requires lessons. It requires individual practice, band practice, physical workouts, choreography, physical training to enable the performer to perform at such a high energy level. The list goes on and on, but we only see the very tip of a massive iceberg when we see an incredible artist experiencing success. All that to say, having the discipline to go to your lesson or your writing session or your gym session or to practice, even if you don't feel like it, is hard. It's also important to learn when you really should cancel that session because you are pushing the limits of your mental health. So in essence, staying self-aware and tuning into your mind and body are again at the core of doing this the right way. Number 10 mistake I see, and actually I do, <laughs> procrastination. There are many reasons why we procrastinate. Years of therapy might be necessary to unravel your reason, but let me just tell you, based on my own experience, procrastination is usually a symptom of a larger underlying problem. Is it fear of failing? Fear of success? Is it because your brain won't function at the same level unless it is really under pressure? If you can get to the bottom of what you know, what is actually causing you to want to delay doing things. See if you can get to the bottom of your reason and then work with it. Go to therapy if you need to. Um, but procrastination isn't the problem. It's a symptom. And so I would, yeah, see if you can get to the bottom of it. That will hopefully fix that. For me personally, I just have to know this is my brain wanting me to not do it because it's hard or because it's going to expose me to things that make me uncomfortable. Guess what? That's okay. I'm going to do it anyway. I, over the years, have learned to just have this little dialogue with myself to work through the procrastination. Number 11, follow instead of lead. Okay, 
in music, it's really scary to create something that you've never heard before. And this is why a lot of artists feel like they need to play it safe with their songs, with their songwriting, with their production choices, and so on. It's really a fine line because we do need to be relevant and we need to be digestible to our fans. But also, if we sound like we are just carbon copies of last year's superstars, then we are going to get lost in the noise. So think of the artists you have loved that popped out as different. What made them different? Was it their unique vocal styling or maybe a combination of several influences but unique still? Did they use a sound or effect that you had never heard in another song before? Is it almost as if they've merged a few genres and created a new genre? Instead of taking the safe route, experiment with taking your favorite things about several different styles of songs and make them your own. Love the fast, crunchy guitars of pop punk but have a voice like Sam Smith? And write catchy pop songs like Taylor Swift? Well, what happens if you combine all of those things and create something new? Number 12 mistake, letting fear dictate all decisions. Kind of follows up with the number 11, which is follow instead of lead. Usually we are afraid to lead because we are afraid. (laughs) Being led by fear is part of playing it safe. When deciding if you like something, um, like the outfit your stylist wants you to wear for the photo shoot or the latest production idea you've received from your producer, Go to an almost meditative place in your mind so you can hear and be aware of the thoughts racing in your own brain. Are you worried about what your mom is going to think if you wear that? Are you uncomfortable putting out a song that has sounds you've never heard before, but you inside you really, really like them? Are you worried about what your friends might think if they hear you sing that way? Straight up ask yourself if you are more concerned with what other people think than what you actually want. Number 13, perfectionism. Ah, yes. This is also a symptom of some other underlying problem. Perfectionism could be related to the fear of what others might think. The problem with perfectionism is that it can keep you from moving at all. It can really keep you stuck. It often manifests itself as indecision, procrastination, or having to redo things over and over again, or rewrite a song over and over again, or worse, start a song over more than once. Sometimes jumping in with confidence will only come if you pretend like you know what you are doing. (laughs) Trying the same exercise as number 12 and take your brain into that meditative state to see if you can get to the bottom of what is holding you back. Most importantly, Set goals to finish things by a certain date and have an accountability partner hold you to it. And number 14, last but not least, mistake that artists often make. Saying yes to everything. Performances, gigs, agreements, co-writes, collaborations. As you gain momentum in your career, more and more of these opportunities will arise. You might initially want to take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way, but at some point, you will need to be selective in what you take on. Ask yourself 
Is this event supporting a cause I believe in? Does this artist I'm collaborating with have a similar style of writing and have similar goals? Do we have similar fans? Does working with this person feel right in my gut? You aren't obligated to say yes to everyone and everything. Just remember to prioritize your life so that it reflects what is important to you. And also, grabbing that artist branding workbook will help you figure out um, what your mission is as an independent artist. And anything that, uh, an opportunity that comes along that does not line up with your artist brand and your mission statement, you should feel really comfortable saying no to those types of opportunities. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope that was helpful. I'd love to hear from you though. Follow me on Instagram, voxfox2, and message me. Let me know if these things were helpful or if you feel called out and it made you mad. I'd love to hear. So until next time, keep working, keep focused, but keep balance in your life. 